Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. Hey, you're listening to HopeNet Radio. Your host, Jeff, and DW, Dave Wager, is here with me. And, uh, man, we're excited. This is our first show. Can you believe that, Dave? No. Oh, my goodness. It's it's already here. This is unbelievable. You know, we're excited to be with them, and, and we've got some young guys with us. We hope that we can uh, get into your life every week and be an encouragement to you. We want you successful. You listening today, we want you successful in life, and we want to be a part of that. That's right. And uh, you can get involved. You can get on the conversation. You can email us anytime for the show at hope at hopenet360.com. Hope at hopenet360.com. Email us. Tell us your story. Maybe share some of this. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about our stories. HopeNet Radio. What HopeNet Radio? radio really is about is it's a place to find hope in the middle of dark situations it's a place to get connected with other christians and people in general we believe that this is all about relationships we're going to have some awesome music some great stories we all know that we have in life we've got some pretty great struggles that we go through but we also have some real successes and uh, so whatever stories we can share of that whether you have some strong struggles that you've been going through maybe some addictions we want to just hear about where you are in life right now we believe that there is a hope and there's a plan for your life that's what this show is really all about connecting you with that and you can also as you listen to the show if you need to talk to somebody you can go to hopenet360.com and you can chat with a live coach anytime literally anytime around the clock and uh, there's a coach that's waiting to talk to you to encourage you and i can tell you it's a great place to go especially if you're looking for something more than what life currently has for you so i want to start the show and just uh, just talk a little bit about our stories i want to introduce a couple of our very special guests todd and kyle they are with us today on this first show so welcome to the show guys oh thank you yeah hey yeah, well, that's, that's really nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> these, these guys, you know, honestly, what, I, I got a question to ask you before we get into introducing people right. here. Uh, I'm wondering, you know, do you think anybody in life really um, goes through life and isn't bummed out about something and, and just struggling with something? Because we're talking about hope here, and people are sitting there going, you know, I don't know, hope for what? You know, I hope uh, I hope I get a new girlfriend. I hope, you know, whatever, whatever they're hoping for. What are we talking about even here? Yeah, I mean, we all go through struggles. We all deal with ups and downs in life. I don't think there's a single person out there that can say that their whole entire life they've been absolutely 100% cloud nine. That's that's just not a reality. We know that. You and I both know that, Dave. Well, you know, they change through life. I mean, our age brackets are a little different, Todd and, and Kyle, yourself, myself. You know, we're, we're a little different in age. However, the, the idea of struggles changes as you grow older. Uh, for example, you're two years old. What's your struggle there? Getting just food. getting food, yeah. yeah exactly. Is that a big deal, though? Can be, yeah. Yeah, it's huge to them. I mean, it's like their whole world is eclipsed by it. So, you know what I'm thinking is if, if our listeners would hang with us through the years here on, on HopeNet Radio, what they're going to find is we're going to be talking about all the different kinds of struggles, but there's real foundational principles that we'd like to bring that uh, really will give you hope and, and will allow you to enjoy life and not see life as a struggle so much. And that's really where we're at. Absolutely. And so we should introduce our, our everyone here and, and give our own little stories so people can know in the future what they're listening to. Absolutely. And uh, so I'll, I'll go first. I'm Jeff. Uh, I am personally 
upper 20s, not quite 30 yet, uh, but I am happily married. My wife and I have a 20-month-old son. He is fantastic. What is and, his name? Uh, his name is Liam. Yeah, he's a fun kid. And uh, so we are excited about parenthood and just... Uh, yeah, it's, it's a good season of life to be in. I've been a youth pastor. I was a youth pastor for five years. God had just called me out of that into doing HopeNet even more in a full-time capacity. So uh, the doors have opened up here to do HopeNet Radio, to do some trainings, um, to help people in the community understand uh, the signs of suicide, depression, uh, maybe cutting, eating disorders, whatever, um, to find a way to give hope to people that are truly hurting and in a broader capacity. So I enjoy youth ministry. I enjoy teenagers. That's really where I feel my calling is still at, is still to help mentor teens and to help give them a positive example and to point them to not only a positive example, but also Christ. Uh, I believe that our central message is, is based on the gospel and, uh, and sharing that in whatever way we can through media, through social media, through uh, our website, through you know just going to events and being a part of it through camps and, and conventions in different places. So again, it's just it's hearing those stories and hearing what God can do and encouraging and inspiring this next generation of young people. So I really believe that's really a core essential of who I am. Other things, I love playing drums. I love playing soccer. You know, I don't like playing soccer. No, not at no. all. But I'm, I'm pushing 60 here. I'm 57. You'd probably lose and, a limb uh, or something. I would. Man, you just don't do that at my age. <laughs> now, not only that, when I, I did play football and hockey at Wheaton College. And so my, my locker was right next to some of the soccer guys. And, boy, they're good athletes. I'm telling you, they're good. Football players, we didn't need to do much but hit people and move. You know, same with hockey. It's just like an organized fight, you know, out there. And um, but it, it, what's interesting is that we each have a story. You have a story, Jeff, and, and we'll get into that in years to come, I'm sure, as we talk more about uh, how we understand love and God and life. Um, I grew up in a Christian home, uh, but I was a kid that actually was in a wheelchair and had a different story in life about uh, being actually a crippled child and um, was the guy in the Chicago area, in a Chicago public school, who everyone made fun of. Um, and uh, really, I kind of felt like my mom and dad, they had to love me. They got stuck with, like, defective baggage. And, and that's mostly my thoughts from childhood. Hmm. And uh, they keep listening, and I will share with them down the road, I'm sure, uh, the struggles I went through and how God brought me through those because I love life today. Um, at my age now, I've been at Silver Birch Ranch, Nicolet Bible Institute, for about 30 years. I've been married 33 years. And uh, love marriage is the best thing that happened to me ever in life. And I want uh, our listeners to know that marriages can be good. And uh, I've dedicated my life to helping make young people successful. I actually have uh, two daughters that are grown. One is a social worker, actually down in Milwaukee area, and one is a teacher in the Fox Valley area. And uh, just love those two girls, and, and they love God, and I'm so pleased to be their dad. Uh, and that's something I think every father wants to say, and every daughter wants to be proud of their dad. So we're going to work on a lot of issues if people listen to us, Jeff. And, and if they'll give us the chance, we're going to try and help them enjoy life, enjoy families, and, and live the way God meant them to. And this could be a very positive experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to hear more stories. We've got Kyle and Todd in with us today, and uh, they're going to share their stories when we come back. We're going to play some music. Thanks for hanging out with us on this first day. Again, remember, go to HopeNet360.com. Check us out. Give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio. It's Jeff and DW. Todd and Kyle are hanging out in studio with us today. Hopefully, in the midst of this show, you find hope, you find purpose, you find some kind of value, and that God just speaks to you through it. So, uh, You know, it's interesting. As, as you guys talk, one of the things that... that 
people all over the world need, do realize is that if you are purposeless in life, then it's hard to get up in the morning. It just is. And, and if, if all I am is an accidental blob of protoplasm, if that's all I am, it, after a while, I'm bored sick with life. And i got to find some way to entertain me, and that doesn't work, and eventually I don't have any hope. You know, it's kind of interesting. There, there are people that actually, and I know you guys are young and you may not grasp this yet, but there are people who have worked at a steel foundry for 40 years. They've gotten up and gone to work, and they've done it every single day. They've done the same job every single day for 40 years, and they actually still enjoy it. It, it, you know, it has to be more than just making steel, and it has to be more than just making money, I would think. And, and when I look into the Bible, it really is what I see. I see that God made Dave Wager and, and you guys and everyone that ever lives with a very distinct purpose in life. And, and what happens is Satan wants to kind of blind us, and we help him do that by just getting busy in activities and, and tasks, and we miss the whole purpose of why we're alive. And, and if we could get back into the scriptures and understand that God made each one of us, he crafted us in our mother's wombs, and that he has a real plan for us, then every day you live looking for that plan, no matter where you work, no matter where you are, man, that could energize you, and you can see some things that you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes, though, it also comes down to habits. Um, I found when I was a teenager and you were kind of managing the ups and downs and stuff, um, a lot of times I, I knew I should have been... I should have been actually, you know, reading my Bible or I should have been doing some other disciplines. And, and there were just those days, whether or not you got enough sleep, whatever, there were just days where you wake up and you just, I don't really feel like getting up. But it came down to, for me, it wasn't, it wasn't that I had the understanding. I knew I had purpose in life, um, but there were just, you just had those days where you just feel. Like, just your own feelings. If you went on trusting your feelings, we know, Dave, uh, you can't really trust your feelings nope. 100% of the time, barely at all. There, there was something that uh, my sister said a while ago. You ever heard the expression, like, if you have nothing worth living for, you got nothing worth dying for? And she's like, what if you switch that around? Because, I mean, Dave, you're talking about, like, you know, what do we live for? Living for Christ. And it's kind of like, yeah, if we have something worth living for then sure yeah we have something worth dying for but she's like what if it said if you have nothing worth dying for you have nothing worth living for i just thought about that for a second because there's a lot of times we're like okay yeah we're going but it's just reversing the order it made me think about it a lot more yeah it's good perspective you know and i was wondering why should somebody want to get up and get in the bible i mean when i was younger it was like oh i need to get in the bible today because i'm supposed to and because if not, maybe uh, God will strike me with lightning today. You know, I'm walking through the day. I don't want that. So I better, I better have my you know, quickie devotion this morning, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it, you know, what do we miss in there when someone thinks that way? Like, I, I agree with what Jeff said. I mean, we need to have discipline in our lives, get up, get in the Bible. Absolutely. That, that's very important. But the question I think someone might ask is, why? Why should I? Is it just to avoid getting beat up today by God? No, or, or, I- I also know that statistics say that your body works best when you first wake up. So, I mean, you're you're giving your best to Christ is when you wake up and then you give, you are spending time with him when you're at your freshest. I mean, I know that, that that's worked best for me. I don't know about everybody else. But, but what if you don't believe that God has your best interest in mind? Why would you get up and even spend time with him? Well, I guess you wouldn't then. Yeah. And so, so now it's, a, it's kind of a cycle, and there's some trouble that might happen because, my goodness, who, who does have your best interest in mind? You know, when you think about, about that question, you know, I, it's something that everybody struggles with. I don't care what age you are. 
There's, there's a time in life where you have to decide, is there a God or isn't there one? Does he really love or is he an angry God? Is, is there a way that, that I can have purpose in this life or am I just an accidental blob of protoplasm? And I'm telling you, if you're not in the Word and you're not around some people that understand some of these things, you're going to be confused, and, and it's going to be hard to get up. Well, and I think part of that, too, remember, like you, you drink physical water. That that actually will also trip off your organs to start working. And so, it, you know, water has its own health components to it. The same thing with getting up and reading. If you just got up and read something, right. it gets your mind working. Right. You know, when, when your mind is engaged and you head out the door and you go to your job or whatever, your workplace is looking for maximum efficiency from the moment you get in there to the moment you're done, right? Right. I can't say that I've ever I've gone into work every single day and given my maximum efficiency from, you know, morning till night or from such and such a time, you know, clock in and clock out. But when you look at it, if you actually got up, you don't have to read the Bible. You can read something else if you absolutely wanted to. It's more of just getting your mind ready. Now, the, the benefit of reading scripture, even if you just read a psalm or you read a proverb or something, trips your mind and start working. You start thinking. When, you, when you're wired, when your mind is wired, we know this, our mind is wired to receive truth. The things that are true that stand out to us, that's what our mind will focus on just by default. So when we actually center our, our day around reading something that is true and that is life-giving, um, it only enhances the productivity you can get out of your day and, and get that going. So that's that's another part of it for me. It's not just a spiritual component. It's also a physical component. Oh, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I had somebody come to me once and say, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I'm not going to be fake. I'm not going to read my Bible till I feel like it. And, and I looked at her and I said, you need to read your Bible right now. <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly. Uh, the other thing you said, though, Jeff, kind of struck me. You said, you know, truth is uh, is something that's very good for us, obviously. Uh, you believe in that truth stuff? I mean, is there really truth? Out there? Well, there's a truth that says if I stay on the sidewalk when I'm walking down the street, there's a better chance that I won't get hit by a vehicle. Yeah. So we're wired by default to know some of these things we call common sense. You know, you don't walk off of a, a, a ledge that's, you know, four feet off the ground. Expect just to land on your feet without looking before you go yeah. off of it, right? Yeah. I mean, we just, we're wired for things that are true. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think, actually, people that don't believe in truth. Are, are, are really foolish. I mean, really. Well, they hope their statement's right. It, it, yeah. I mean, and, and, yeah, see, that's that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Not only that, I'll, I'll play a game here. You know, what color shirt am I wearing? Blue. Blue. It's orange. Uh, yeah, see, you're wrong. <laughs> and there we go. It is blue. And, um, and here's the funny part. It's not any of the other colors. So you have all these ways of being wrong. There's only one truth. It's blue. Now, shades of blue, okay, I don't know. I'm not that smart. But but really, when you look at it, there is this absolute truth. And, and I think what our, our, our you know, audience needs to hear and understand and enjoy is the fact that the God of the universe who loves, he wants you to know the truth, and the truth sets you free. It, it allows you to live life. So you've got to know him. So that's why you want to be in the Word. It's not this, I'm going to get struck by lightning today thing. It's, man, the God of the universe. He wants to know me, and, 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 and I should get to know him? Cool. And that's why you spend time there. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, I, I hope that our listening friends can get there someday, too. So we're going to take a break. We're going to play some music. We'll come back to HopeNet Radio. You're listening to Jeff and Dave. This is HopeNet Radio. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. 
Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio. This is the place where conversations happen that save lives. I can't believe it's our first show already. This is exciting. Again, Kyle and Todd are with us, and myself, Jeff, and DW, Dave Voyager here. Man, there's just we've had some good conversation hearing stories. And again, if you want to get in on the story and, and share maybe your story and where you've been in your life, you can email us at hope at hopenet360.com and uh, share some struggles, share some successes in your life, and what is going on in your life. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, I, I got a question. Question for these young guys, if All I right. can throw it at them, Jeff. Let's I mean, it. we're HopeNet Radio, and, right. and our email address is hope at hopenet360.com. I want to ask these young guys, has there ever been a time in your life where, where you didn't have hope? Yes. Can you get hope? I mean, tell me about you. You had a time where you didn't have hope. Well, yeah. Well, what, what was it? When I was going through high school, my senior year, I was um, being recruited to go play lacrosse at, at some big-time colleges in the East Coast, and I was really looking forward to that. So I was training pretty hardcore my senior year, and I was kind of putting all my stock and my athletic ability, and that was something that I was really, really um, hoping for. I ended up tearing my ACL the day before my first game my senior year, and I was pretty much done for. So when that happened, I was I was devastated. I was putting so much stock on doing this and working so hard to do that. When I tore my ACL, all my <laughs> all my hopes I felt were 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 gone, you know. And I was like, what am I going to do now? Like, where am I going to go now? You know, it was it was a hard time for me. But what'd you do then? I mean, I, I mean, you're sitting there saying your hope was gone. What am I going to do now? Very disappointed. It, that's kind of a critical moment. What did you do? You know, it was. It, I grew a lot from it because I. It, it made me understand that I needed my security in Christ, and I needed to bank on more than just things that are temporal and will go away someday. What does that mean? I mean, security in Christ. I mean, you're, you're playing lacrosse. What, what does that mean? What I think it means is that um, someday my, my athletic abilities are going to go away. Okay. Christ is never going to go away. Christ in my life is never going to go away. And that so I need to focus my on the eternal. Bi- my, my athletic abilities are gone or something? Is that what you're trying to say? I'm saying you're old. Yeah, okay. So. Thank you. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> yeah, they, I think they've slipped a little bit. You're right, though. <laughs> uh, but, but you're right. I mean, you're, you're talking about something. All of us put hope in something, don't we? You were putting your hope in your athletic ability, and it was taken away from you quickly. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I did the same thing in college. It was amazing. Um, My senior year in college, had a great junior year of football, uh, had some uh, pro team scouting, that kind of thing. And my very first play, the very first scrimmage my senior year, I tore the tendons off my hand, and I couldn't play anymore. And I never played again. And and, and we all all go through those moments. And, man, standing on the sidelines, when the doctor looked at me, I remember walking over to my hand saying, you know what, my brain's telling my hand to close, but it's not closing. Something's wrong. And the doctor said, you're done. And I said, get out of here. I mean, get out of here. I, I don't believe you. He said, no, you're done. we got to get that fixed. I never played again. It was, it was one of those disappointing moments. And, um, and yet, same thing I found out. Uh, I went back to my dorm room, and, uh, and I cried a little bit. Can you believe a big defensive end was sitting in this room crying? <laughs> and uh, I cried a little bit, and I... I almost heard God's voice. I didn't. But it was like, Dave, i got other plans for you. It, it was, I, I was depending on my athletic ability. I was depending on doing something in life to prove myself to the world. Yeah. And God took it away. And it's the best thing he ever did to me, honestly. Um, you know, I don't know. Every time with you that you can recall where you lost hope for a moment? Um, yeah, there was a time <clears throat> back in high school when I... Um, we lived on a little hobby farm, and my mom had asked that both my brother and I move her, like, milking tank for the cow. And I was like, ah, I'm just going to do it myself. So I went and I lifted it up, and I did not use my legs at all to lift it. And I used my back, and I twisted as I lifted it. And it was like, 
I didn't notice anything then, but at like three o'clock the next morning, my back started to really hurt. Well, it turns out that I um, compressed two discs in my back and it was kind of like, you know, God, I don't understand what did I ever do to deserve this, but it was more like in the end of it, I realized that when you're laying flat on your back, the only direction you can look is up. And sometimes God does those things to get us to look to him and to just trust him. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. There are three different little stories here, really. I mean, they're, 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 some people might say, oh, that's nothing. You share my story. And what, 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 <laughs> yeah. what, what I find true. is that you can lose hope over things that other people think are minor. And you can lose hope over what everyone might think is major. Here's the deal, though. If you've lost hope, you need help. Remember that. If, if you've lost hope, you need to talk to somebody who actually knows God and will help you. Hey, Jeff, we, we haven't heard. Is there a time in your life where you've lost hope? Oh, there are many. And uh, for a lot of you listening, going through the teenage years, I'm beyond the teenage years, but it doesn't mean that I'm not susceptible anymore to hopeless times. But uh, when you go through the teenage years, you get these ups and downs. And for me, you know, there were some pretty good ups and there were some pretty good, you know, downs. Um, went through a tough breakup. Um, I dated a girl for a couple of years. And, um, you know, I didn't date just to have, you know, a girlfriend. I was looking for a girl that I was going to marry. And, and, yeah, you look at teenagers and sometimes you look at couples and you're like, I don't, I don't see it. I don't quite understand like why you have to be dating at a teenage level. But you know, it's interesting. God is wires for intimacy, and with us teenage guys, you know, it's it's fun. People are dating all the time. But for me, at least, I wanted to have a purpose behind it. So when I when we had to break up, when there was that time that uh, you know things came to an end, that was a tough thing for me because I put so much again, like you were saying, Kylie, put so much stock in this and uh, in what you're doing now. I was an athlete. I did the same things. I was doing the training. I was you know. I was doing what I love to do. I played drums in my youth group, and but there was still something about that relationship that was kind of a big part of my life. And when it was gone, it was like, what? Like it's just you don't know what to do. You put it in there, and of course, you know I, I go to church. I'm in a youth group. I'm active, and I'm I'm, in, I'm involved. And and uh, you're still trying to figure out like what just happened. And uh, so many of us, even if you're a Christian or you're not a Christian, we go through ups and downs. It doesn't mean just because you go to church doesn't you know, doesn't make you any better off than, or anything. It doesn't give you uh, the more emotional stability that you're looking for. We still go through emotional highs and lows, but it's not until we really recognize where our foundation is that we can really move beyond that we, we, we seem to look for things to hope in that we shouldn't hope in uh, it's not that that those things maybe aren't fun or fulfilling to a certain degree but you can't put your hope in something that can change tomorrow quickly and that's why uh, i love god so dearly because god will never change and i'm telling you this if you're disappointed in god today you don't know him and I want to invite you to know them, and I want to invite you to keep listening to this program because we want to help you do that. We want to be able to give you real hope, allow you to have hope in someone that won't change and, and where you should put your hope. Absolutely. We'll be back for another hour of HopeNet Radio. You're listening to Jeff and DW here on HopeNet Radio. Stick around. We've got more to come. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to HopeNet Radio. 
and another hour where we've got some more stories to tell and this is the place this is the show where conversations save lives and our whole purpose and meaning behind this show this is our first show our very first show Dave and uh, it's it's a place where you can find hope in the midst of whatever you're going through whatever struggles you're in uh, hear stories of hope hear uh, things that are just maybe inspiring or encouraging to you in whatever season you're at so again connect with us on Facebook and Twitter at HopeNet360 uh, you can also email us at hope at hopenet360.com and connect with us there we'd love to hear your story and what's going on in your life again connect with us there while we can uh, Dave last hour we were kind of talking we were sharing stories and we kind of shared things that we went through and and uh, so I want to dig a little bit in deeper you you talked about being that kid in the wheelchair kind of thing and I just want you just to elaborate on your story and and uh, where you came from and uh, the things you had to overcome in your life yeah you know it's kind of interesting as a young man you are always wondering about um, your ability to make it in life. I mean, you want to you want to make other people uh, look at you, and, and you want to be significant. You want to be secure, and you, you look for ways to do that. When I was 11 years old, it was the very first year of Silver Birch Ranch, and I was up during the summer working, and I developed a little limp in my leg. And, uh, and I didn't know what it was. My dad grew up in the inner city of Chicago. His dad was pretty much an alcoholic and didn't have much to do with him. And he, didn't, he never went to the doctor. So he said, you know, those are just growing pains. You'll, you'll be fine. And uh, when I got uh, finally home at the end of summer, my mom took me to the doctor, and they wouldn't let me out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ended up going in and out of surgeries for about three years and, and being in a wheelchair, going to Chicago Public School. Now, let me put this uh, in perspective a little bit. Uh, I was never very athletic. In fact, I got cut from a no-cut baseball team uh, when I was young. And, and my brother, uh, I can remember coming back and telling him that. My brother said, you're that bad? <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? How, how in the world do you get cut from a no-cut baseball team? Well, you know, I, I would go out and throw the ball with my dad my brother. I'd throw it over their head, throw it in the ground. Uh, with guys would throw them baseballs at me. I'd, I'd cringe. I didn't want to get hit. You know, it was one of those things. I didn't play well. And so I got cut from a no-cut team. That was humiliating. My brother was a tremendous athlete. Whatever he touched, golden. Whatever I touched didn't work. And then I was crippled. And I remember I was at a Chicago public school. I was out uh, on crutches and in wheelchair, uh, in and out of different things. And I was the kid. I gained weight. I was a good kid, basically. Didn't curse, didn't do things. I mean, just good kid. I was the kid everyone made fun of. I mean, I was that kid in Chicago public schools. It was amazing. You know, my parents were great through it all. They, it, but here's what I figured. Deep down in my heart, I thought, you know, my parents don't have a choice. They got stuck with Defective baggage. And, and my dad was a, a pastor. My mom loved God. They're just acting like they should, I guess. You know, and I, So I'm going up with this secret hurt in a way where I'm feeling like, you know what, I am just an excess piece of baggage for people, a, an accidental blob of protoplasm on this planet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I can remember just so desperately wanting to fit in and, and, and do something where someone would say he's good at something. But I couldn't. And, and I remember then going to the high school, I thought, okay, I need to do some sport. My brother was a swimmer, so I thought, ah, probably in the jeans, I'll become a swimmer. <laughs> and so I, I swam, and I remember my first race. It was a 100-yard freestyle race, and, and I actually swam it, and it was four lengths of a pool. And the rule was you had to finish no matter what. Well, two lengths, and everyone else was out. Mm. They'd finished. And I can remember looking up at the crowd, pointing, and I'm two laps behind on a sprint. Mm. And... Uh, all of a sudden, my coach and my brother got in between me and the crowd and were cheering for me. You know, Jeff, I would have done anything for those two young men. Yeah. I, not, coach wasn't young, but I would have done anything for them. Yeah. My sophomore year, God did something. I went undefeated swimming. 
Uh, he allowed me to stretch out a little bit and, and make it as a swimmer. My um, doctors told me I was healed. I could play football again, so I've started. Um, my junior year, again, a tough moment because my football coach in Chicago said, you got to choose swimming or football. And I, I said, I can't go against swimming. These, these guys put me, you know, they believed in me and nobody else did. Yeah. And uh, so I swam. I went uh, to Wheaton College. And before I went there, the swimming coach and the football coach came. I played one year then, senior year of high school. They re-recruited me. Nice. Um, and they let me do it. And I uh, got recruited to play football and, and uh, swimming. And uh, I didn't want to swim anymore in college. Because I had no loyalty there. Yeah. I wanted to have some fun. So I played football, and I played ice hockey in college. Um, and then uh, really my junior year was voted uh, all-state at the college level and really had some people looking for at me for future and uh, got hurt again my senior year and never really played again and got that dream taken away again. Hmm. One of the interesting things is as I look at my life, though, what I really realized was that all along the way, even though it's hard to see, God was uh, creating a person that he wanted to create. I call it jigsaw puzzle theology. You know, (laughs) if I were to give, uh, uh, um, uh, Kyle, if I were to give you a jigsaw puzzle today, uh, you know, a thousand pieces, and I were to give you one piece of the puzzle and ask you to tell me about the whole puzzle, could you do it? Absolutely not. No. What would you tell me, as a matter of fact? I'd probably shake my head and go, what is this all about? Yeah, I mean, you look at me like I'm nuts. You know what? What I found out was that God is dealing with us in one little puzzle piece at a time. Mm-hmm. That's it. And he's the only one that's got the cover. Yep. And so what I had to understand was more about who God was and his character and that he didn't make mistakes. Today, Jeff, I get to travel the country speaking to young people about life. Mm-hmm. Do you know if I see a young person in a wheelchair, I can relate to them immediately. Mm-hmm. If I see a kid who, who is unathletic and, no, and thinks nobody, I'm the last one picked for everything, I've been there. Mm-hmm. Do you realize I can also talk to the athlete who stands out on the field and everyone cheers their name because you're all state? Yeah. I, I can do that too. And now I look back and I say, God, forgive me for those moments where I missed the puzzle piece. I missed it. Yeah. And, and, and they're fitting in. They're fitting in dandy. Now, I don't have all the puzzle pieces fitting in, by the way. I, I really don't. I, I mean, my, my, my dad was taken very suddenly, died at a very critical point. He, he died of a heart attack. It was probably the hardest thing I ever went through. Mm. I, I loved him dearly. He was probably my best friend in the world. I, I don't know how that's going to slide over ever. Yeah. But I tell you this, I do know God, and I know that, that he didn't make a mistake, and I know that it'll work out. Not because the circumstance is good or because the circumstance is going to get better, but because I know him. Yep. And I know what he would do. Um, I wouldn't trade what God put me through as a young man for anything. And, uh, and I hope that uh, our listeners are, are really listening to what I just said, because you may be in a spot right now that's uh, difficult to understand. It's jigsaw puzzle time. Yeah, and you, you talked about you talked about a lot of things. I mean, there were a lot of things in your past that you had an opportunity to be really disappointed with. I mean, you had the health stuff, you know, trying to figure all that stuff out. It, getting bullied is no is it's no, no soft thing. I no, mean, it isn't. Not in Chicago, especially. No, and, and that's really when when you're a young person, you're going through stuff. The last thing you want to be looked at as is someone that just sticks out like a sore thumb. You know, for me, it was whether it was my name or it was because I wore glasses or if it was just because. I don't know. I mean, you and I can both relate on those levels that, you know, when you're when you're dealing with disappointments in life, when you're dealing with people that don't like you for whatever reason, whether it's the way you look or if they're jealous of you and they want to be you or something, if they're, you know, they're looking for something that you have, it's it puts you in a really tough situation. And we know that there is there is more than just what we have here. There is uh, beyond that. But when you're in it, when you're in the day-to-day stuff and you're trying to figure out this whole adolescence thing and you're trying to navigate 
get through it. Um, it's really important to know where your foundation is. And I think that's really where we come back to. Uh, we're going to keep things going. We're going to take a quick break. If you want to get on the conversation tonight, email us at hope at hopenet360.com. And uh, we would love to hear from you. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio. It's Jeff and DW hanging out with you. And this is a show where conversations save lives. And uh, tonight we're just sharing a lot of our stories and and, um, what we've been through in our life. And we know that every single person, you guys, you who are listening tonight, have a story that needs to be told. And it's a story that maybe contains struggles, but it's also a story that contains successes. And uh, and wherever you're at in your life, whatever situation you're dealing with, there is hope. And uh, we want to invite you to connect with us at hope at hopenet three. 360.com and uh, share some of your story with us, things you've been through or struggled with, and um, and we would love to hear from you tonight. You can connect with us also on Facebook and Twitter at HopeNet360, and uh, we would love to hear from you. So continuing on in our talks about uh, our story and where uh, we've been through, we've been talking about some of these subtle words, foundations, things that just we, we know are essential in our lives, and we all live by some kind of code of conduct. We all adapt to some kind of rules whether we admit to it or not. Even the most atheistic person that you talk to has some kind of rule or some kind of standard they live by. We all follow some kind of rule, some kind of structure, if you will, in our life. Dave, you and I were talking just a little bit ago about some of the the things that um, are foundational, and you talked about some disappointments that you went through. You talked about the issues of being bullied as a kid. You talked about a lot of struggles, a lot of things you wrestled with growing up. Yeah, you know, I, I have to tell you, I love life. I love every day. I love getting up. I love looking forward to what God has for me each day. And, and, and that doesn't come by accident. It comes from uh, learning about uh, what life really is and, and the fact that God Almighty created me. Before I was ever born, he knew my name. Uh, he, he fashioned me inside of my mother. Now, now, what's really interesting about that is we don't understand how much God actually adores us. I mean, he loves us. He does not want to punish people. We get that wrong. I grew up as a kid just thinking, oh, no, if I did something wrong, maybe God won't bless me or maybe I'll get struck with lightning or something like that. And you know what? That's not his desire. His desire is that he loves me, not punishes me. That's really interesting because there's a lot of people that I've talked to through the years being a youth pastor that um, have said that they feel like – if there is a God, it's just the one that's up there that's like using a magnifying glass and is just waiting for me to mess up. That's right. And you know what? That's not the God of the Bible. I would challenge you. You know, Jeff, you have never met my dad, right? No, I haven't. Okay, so if I were to ask you right now to explain to the whole audience who my dad is, how valid would that be? Well, I don't know where to start. Yeah, you wouldn't honestly. know. I, you know, what if I said just make it up? You know, I mean, you'd be all over the place, wouldn't you? Well, at least hopefully I can take the picture on your wall. That's right. So, that. But here's the deal. People are doing that with God all the time. They're talking about him, but they don't know who he is. You know, you can listen to all kinds of people on television, radio. Here's who God should be. They don't know who he is. You know, one of the things that I have done in my life is really I'm committed to reading the Bible through every year. I know who he is. Let me tell you about my father, my heavenly father, for a second. There came a time in life where he adopted me into his family. If you know anything about adoption, I'll tell you a story. Let's say that one time I, I came out of my house, and outside my house was a little boy named Johnny. And Johnny was out there playing in my front yard. And I go to work, and I say, hi, Johnny, you know, neighborhood kid, and walk by and go to work and come back. And, and uh, when I come back from work, Johnny's still there. I say, hi, Johnny. 
come out the next morning. Johnny's still there. So I stopped and said, Johnny, don't you ever go home? And Johnny said, well, I don't have a home. And what do you mean you don't have a home? You're eight years old. He said, well, my mom and dad died. My grandma and grandpa are in, in this country. And I'm looking at him going, you don't have a home? You have nowhere to go? I go back in the house. I tell Linda, my wife, Johnny doesn't have anywhere to go. We got to take care of him. And so, so what happens is I go and I, 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 I start slipping them sandwiches and do whatever I need to do. But the process is this. Lynn, my wife and I begin to say, okay, Johnny has a need. We're going to go take care of that need. We're going to do something where we can take care of him. And what's really interesting is that we go through a process. We spend $30,000 or something to try and get it done. We go to court. We put an addition on the house. We're going to put them through college. We have funds for high school and swimming teams and all that kind of stuff. And, and here's the deal. Why did we do it? We did it because Johnny had a need. You know, there came a time in my life where I understood that I had a need, that I was sinful, that I was separated from God, a God who loved me and wanted me to be in his family, a God who doesn't want to punish me. And you know what qualified me to receive God's mercy? Because the Bible tells us he's rich in mercy. The thing that qualified me to receive God's mercy was that I had a need. I want to ask those that are listening to us, do you have a need? Are you someone who has done things wrong? Have have you sinned in life? Have you estranged God rather than embraced him? Then you're qualified to be loved by him. You see, when I saw Johnny out on the street, I had the resources and the ability to go and help him become what he should become. And I chose to do that, not because of his niceness, not because he washed my car, not because of any of that stuff, but because he had a need. The Bible tells us that God is rich in mercy. And in John 3, Jesus told us something very, very profound. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave. Think about that. He gave. What did he give? His only son. He said, whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And then it goes on to say, God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world like most of us think, mm-hmm. but to save the world. Yeah. He saved me. I'm God's Johnny, man. Yeah. And so I am now in his family because of his mercy and his grace. And I want to let our listeners know there's not one person out there listening who can't do what I did and come to God and say, I have a need and accept his mercy through Jesus Christ who died on the cross for them. Right. And that's, I mean, that's a different story than maybe some of you have heard and um, maybe what you have been told about who God is. And uh, I know for me, if you grow up and you go to church your whole life or if you just have stumbled in church, you know, off and on or wherever you're at, um, or if you just have like some kind of thoughts about God, it's really important to know who this God really is. I mean, if, if he's truly there, um, the good news is, is that he's given us his word. And that's, for me, that's the encouraging thing that we have is not only is there a God who maybe we can look at and say, well, I can believe there's a God that created this stuff. I mean, it's, it's hard to believe when you look at biology, look at science, that all this stuff could have just randomly happened. So I can understand that there'd be a creator, but is this God hands-on? I, I don't see it. I mean, when you look at the world, there's a lot of evil in the world. Um, there's a lot of things that you wonder, how could a good God be okay with all this suffering, all this stuff that's going on? We see it every single day. And, uh, and the reality is, is we aren't just given a, a random story that's been told through generations and generations and generations. Uh, we have the Word of God. We have the Bible, which is a collection of books and many different authors. And we have the stories of a real personal God who's not just there on our good days or on our bad days. 
um, making and Jeff, that is bad. You know him. Right. You and, know him. And so you, you didn't know my dad, but you know him. And so we need to listen to people who know God. Right. And you can know him tonight. So, again, if this is a, a time where you are looking at your life and you're like, what is my life really worth anymore? How do I even know what's real anymore, where I can, where hope really is? I want to encourage you tonight. You can, all you have to do is just call out to God. And he just simply says you can come to him. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be cleaned up. You can just, where you're at tonight, you can just say, God, I don't know who you are, but I want to know. I need you in my heart. I need you to change some things because I can't do it. I've tried and I can't do it. And that's all it needs to be. It's just a simple prayer. And you can have a real conversation with God. There doesn't have to be a priest. There doesn't have to be another person in the room. It can be you and God. And so that's the, the fantastic story of tonight. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to go back to some music. Are you listening to Hope Net Radio? This is Hope Net Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to Hope Net Radio. Man, I can't believe this is, we're wrapping up the end of our first show here. This is incredible. Um, but Dave and I, we've been talking, and uh, we really have some, I think, some really valuable things uh, for people in this area to know about. And we've talked about this earlier on the show, but uh, we know from our own experiences, Dave, you and I have gone through struggles. Kyle, Todd, we've all been through difficult things in our life, and we know the value of having someone that you can go to to talk to about whatever it is you're going through, the struggles you have, the feelings of maybe loneliness or anger or bitterness or unforgiveness, stuff that is just, it's welling up within us and we really don't know what to do with it except to maybe just find somebody we can just regurgitate it out to. And uh, so if that's you tonight, if you are going through something, you're struggling, there are live spiritual coaches waiting to talk to you right now at hopenet360.com. That is our, we have a crisis chat line that's there available around the clock and people who are not necessarily counselors, but we're people that care, that have been trained through our partner organization, Groundwire, and uh, they're fantastic. And uh, so there are people that you can trust, you can go to, you can be anonymous. And uh, I just encourage you to not be alone anymore in your struggle but to know that there's hope and to reach out for help. And uh, so that's what we're here for. And, uh, again, that's our crisis chat line, hopenet360.com. One of the other things that we're excited to be able to do now in this area is to give some adequate training to maybe student ministry groups, to businesses or churches. Maybe you are a teacher or you work at a school district, and we have adopted the QPR training, Question, Persuade, Refer training, uh, which has been used uh, steadily across the state. It's growing in its use. And uh, there are school districts, there are businesses, there are uh, nonprofit organizations, churches that are... um, at least using it and have been trained in it. I've heard of people in the collegiate level who are RAs uh, being trained in QPR. So if you are interested in some training to help you understand the signs of suicide and depression and uh, how you can better equip your eyes, how you can actually have eyes to see um, without somebody actually telling you they're struggling with it, uh, get a hold of me. Email me at jeff at hopenet360.com. Uh, you can also email our regular email at hope at hopenet360.com. If you're interested in QPR training, you can also go to our website, hopenet360.com, and click on QPR and learn about what the QPR training is all about and uh, to schedule uh, a time where we can come in and do a training. It's an easy 90 to 120-minute thing, and uh, we would just love to come and train 
in your group and to give you better eyes to see these things. So, uh, Dave, I want to give you some time just to talk about this this project, this thing called the Nicolay Bible Institute, what this is all about, and um, and how our young people can, uh, I guess, get a hold of you and what sure. you guys do out you, there. You know, it's important, as Jeff was talking about, there are certain tools out there, and tools by themselves don't do a whole lot of good. you got to grab it and use it. It, we've got some training that you can take. We, we really want you to be able to take it so that we can recognize the need. You know, Jeff, a few years ago, I was teaching first aid, and one of the things I, I talked to the people about was the importance of recognizing the need without somebody speaking, uh, like somebody choking. See, there's a way that you can see that terror in their eyes. Yep. Time's important right then. Mm-hmm. You need to take care of the need at that moment. And, uh, you know, you get trained a little bit. You can see some things that need to be fixed, if you want to call it, or addressed. And uh, I hope you take this training that Jeff talked about seriously. The Nicolay Bible Institute is another tool, and it's not for everybody, but it's a one-year program held on the campus of Silverbird Ranch, about 30 miles east of Anago, Wisconsin. And basically, you come for 11 months, and we want to train you in Bible and service, dying to self. I remember once I told a young college guy, I said, why should I go to Nicolay Bible? I said, because you need to learn the Bible. And he agreed with that. And then I said, you need to learn to die to yourself. And he looked at me and said, that's not a very good sales pitch. <laughs> I said, well, it, it's not a sales pitch. It's, it's what we need to learn to do. And so we love uh, having young people. We have about 30 students. We cap it off at that. Uh, we put a lot of personal attention into you. Uh, you can check it out at nicolaybibleinstitute.org, nicolaybibleinstitute.org. And uh, it's, uh, like I said, it's on the campus of Silverbird Ranch. You can check out that camp as well because that's our mother organization, if you call it. Uh, but we're really interested, as um, and Jeff is, as HopeNet Radio, um, we are really committed uh, to helping you be the young man, the young lady you could be and should be. And, uh, and we want to help you understand God who loves you very much. So hopefully you give us a chance to do that. And, and those of you that are listening and want to be trained in, in further uh, Bible studies and in, in recognizing needs, please give us a chance to help you. And actually, Kyle was a student at another college and came here for a year. Kyle, was that worth it for you to come here? Absolutely. Best and, decision in my and, life. And, and how is that different than a regular college? It's hands-on. You, you're doing it. You're not just learning it, you're doing it. Yeah. You know, it, and it's, it's interesting. It's not for everybody. But, I, but I'm telling you, if you're going to be a plumber or a mechanic, you need to know the Bible and you need to understand the basics of our faith. And that's what Nicolay Bible Institute is going to do. If you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, you still need to know the Bible. If you want to be a pilot, you still need to know. See, there's one common denominator there. And that's what the Nicolay Bible Institute really does. And, and we try and focus on that narrow focus. And uh, hopefully... Uh, after a year with us, you will know the Bible, know God, because that's why you want to know the Bible, and uh, hopefully be on your path to uh, understanding the significance and security that comes from that. Awesome. Well, we've come to the end of the show here. Dave, I want to make a couple of things clear, guys. God loves you. God has great plans for your life, whether you're a teen, young adult, parent, rich, poor, it doesn't matter. God's hope is lasting and able to sustain you. You can trust him. Secondly, if you've come to a hopeless time in your life and you feel like giving up, Reach out and talk to a live coach. Go to hopenet360.com slash help to get started. We have some great friends at Groundwire, and one is waiting to talk to you at a moment's notice. So do stop by our website at hopenet360.com. That's hopenet360.com. And we have a lot of information about QPR training, the crisis chat line, and forums. You can get involved and get chatting and share your thoughts with us. We'd love to hear feedback from the show. And uh, you can also view articles and some of the links that we talked about in reference uh, earlier. 
Plus, this show will be available for download as a podcast. Just look under the media tab. Plus, this show will be available for download as a podcast. So look under the media tab. Until next time, may God, the source of hope, fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him so that you overflow with hope each day. For Dave, Kyle, and Todd, I'm Jeff Stroman saying good night. And remember, conversations save lives. We'll see you online.